We're here. We made it to Monday. Yay. Are you feeling like you're completely overwhelmed and about to sink down a deep hole, never to see the light of day again through all the debris? Or maybe it's not quite that bad for you, but you can feel yourself getting to that point and need an out before it gets worse. How are us mamas supposed to manage, keep our calm, and not feel so spread thin that it's just scraps left for the important things in our life? We have community around us for a reason. We have family, friends, and neighbors. It comes down to asking for help and learning how to have boundaries around us. Let's dive in today with some real talk on how us mamas can begin to pull the pieces of us that are spread all over back into place. Hey mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me, but I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important, and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loving life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. God knows what he's doing. I had this episode planned to record and hadn't been able to get to it due to other things taking priority this past week. Saturday came and I had a meeting for the team leaders and the kids ministry at church. I was planning on taking Caleb to this meeting since he still won't take a bottle. It came to the point on Saturday morning that I was completely worn out. I think Caleb's teething, and he would scream every time I put him down that night, which is not normal. I ended up spending the night with him in the rocker, and I my body hurt. I'm too old to sleep in a rocker all night long, and I was so tired. I had also pushed myself more than usual this past week, trying to get horse poop in the pasture taken care of. Some more organizing in the home done. And a course I'm taking had more than normal for me mentally to think through. And then I was taking care of two sick kids. I was physically tired and I was mentally tired. I hadn't gotten to that overwhelmed, feeling too spread thin state yet. But I know that feeling all too well and I know what leads up to it. I've been there many times. So I knew if I didn't do something, I would get to that point. Once it gets there, it's a lot more difficult to dig myself out of instead of being proactive and keeping myself out of that state. I'd already planned out what I was going to talk about on this episode, so I used my own advice Saturday morning. I looked at my husband, holding in the tears of exhaustion, and I asked if he'd be okay if I left Caleb at the house with him and all the other kids while I went to the meeting. He voiced his concern with the whole bottle issue with Caleb. I looked at him and I just said, I need a break. I didn't need to say any more. He said, okay. He knows when I vocalize needing a break, it needs to happen. I don't say that very often. He was amazing as usual and stepped in. I had a great meeting with the other leaders without any kids. And as the meeting was coming to a close, 
He messaged me to let me know Caleb wasn't taking the bottle and he was freaking out and screaming. I was only 20 minutes away from home. I was anticipating walking into the house with screaming kids all over the place and just a disaster, but it would have been worth it for that little bit of a break. But when I walked in, it was quiet and calm. James was taking his nap. Caleb was calm. He was hungry, but daddy managed to keep him calm while he waited for me to get home. Maybe you're getting to that point that you feel like you just need to get out. You just need a break or you feel like it's going to all come crashing down. Or maybe you're way past that point and I feel like everything has already come crashing down and you're just trying to dig out of the rubble. When you're spread too thin, you can work through these three tactics I'm going to talk about to get out of that struggle. You don't have to stay there. So number one is remember to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. This is just what I did with my husband on Saturday morning. I could feel myself getting to that point and I asked him for some help. I needed a break and I needed him to take over with all the kids. Us moms need to trust others to help spread the load. Yes, he is dad and it's his job to help with the kids too. It's not all my responsibility, but with Caleb, it pretty much is my responsibility because he's nursing and won't take a bottle. When I asked Johnny to help with the kids and take on Caleb and attempt to give him a bottle, even though I was pretty doubtful it would work because it hasn't worked in the past, but even just him taking on that little bit, even though it was less than two hours, it was a huge help. I just needed to spread the load a little bit. A leader in my life said something on Saturday that really stood out to me when we were talking about volunteers for the children's ministry at church. She said that, this isn't her exact words, but she said that people want to help, but they may think that they aren't needed or that other people are fulfilling that role. People want to help you. They may have the exact ability that you need and are ready and willing to help, but you haven't asked, so they don't think they're needed. Or they don't know that you need the help. Or they think somebody else is taking care of it. This includes your spouse and your kids. Your husband, he may think you look so good. You just keep it all together so nicely. You have it all figured out. But inside, you're just scrambling through the pile of never-ending rubble. He has no idea that's happening. Ask him to help. Don't just tell him, sheesh, I wish you would help. I'm doing it all. Be kind and respectful. We've all been there and sometimes... In our heads, that might be what we're saying, but that's not respectful and that's not kind to your husband. He wants what's best for you. And if he hasn't pitched in, it's not out of malice. Maybe he has no idea how to help or what to do. I had a conversation with Johnny in the first year or two of our marriage. I asked him what he needed from me so I could get help from him. I had gotten to the point where I was just bitter and I was frustrated and I was definitely spread thin and I felt like he wasn't helping. And this wasn't the first time we'd had this conversation, but this is the first time I handled the conversation well. (laughs) I didn't handle it so well the first few times we talked about it. It was more of me saying, why don't you pitch in? I'm doing it all kind of of conversation rather than a constructive conversation that I was respectful and kind to him. Having a respectful and good conversation with him like this, it was eye-opening. He said he really wanted to help, but he didn't know what I needed or what needed to be done. It turns out he doesn't see all the things around the house that need to get done like I do. I just think it's obvious. So I had no idea that he didn't even see it. I thought it 
that if I gave him specific tasks or a list, it was like I was being his mom or that I was being demanding or nagging. And I didn't want to be that demanding, nagging wife. But it turned out a list was just what he wanted. And that's what he needed to be able to help me. He wanted to have a specific list of things that he could do to help me. So it took that respectful conversation to be able to find out what he needed to be the helpful husband that he actually wanted to be. He may not do things the same way I would, but they're done and I don't have to worry about it. Number two is delegate tasks that don't require you to do them. What is it that someone else can do? Don't think I have to do it all because I do it better and they don't do it the way I would do it, so I have to do it myself. That's not the point of delegation. And that's not the way God made us. God made us for community and God made us to share the load. If it's your children, they need to learn, so delegate the tasks. If they can cook spaghetti, then have them cook spaghetti for dinner and have it a couple times that week. If they can vacuum but don't move the furniture, that's okay. At least the main areas are vacuumed. And then you can teach them for next time that the small pieces of furniture need to be moved and the toys need to be picked up instead of just vacuuming around. But it's done for now and they learned a new skill. And then next time they can learn the specifics about working with that skill. So just delegate it and release it. They may not do it the way you do. They may not do it as well as you would, but it's getting done and just take what you can get, especially when you're in this state of feeling spread thin and overwhelmed. Take what help you can get, even if it's not perfect. You want people in your home to know how hard you work. This will give them a better appreciation of what you do. Instead of thinking they have no idea everything I do for them. They don't know how hard I work. I know we've all thought that at some point. Well, instead of getting bitter and thinking that, give them some of the tasks that you do and show them everything that you do. If you have friends or community at your church, ask them for some help. People are so ready and willing to help. They just need to be asked. Number three is a little bit more difficult to do. And it's actually something we're going to be talking about more on Wednesday. But it's say no. We have to learn how to say no. You can't take it all on. I want you to sit down with a pen and paper and write out each task that needs to be done. If you need to pause me right now so that you can get it done, go for it. Pause, sit down and write it out. Yes, I know this takes time that you just don't have right now, but bear with me a moment. And then after you have it all written down, I want you to take a highlighter and highlight what is crucial that only you can do that has to get done. All right, you have that done. Now take a pen and cross out what isn't absolutely necessary. Just cross it out like it doesn't even exist. All right, is that done? Awesome. Now make sure If there is something that God specifically has asked you to do, don't cross that out. God will give you the bandwidth to do the things that he's asked you to do. So then everything that that is left that isn't crossed out or highlighted, those are things you can delegate. So they have to get done, but they aren't crucial that only you can do. So now if you crossed out things that you need to contact people to let them know you can't be there or you can't do that thing they asked you to do. Make sure you call them and tell them with love and let them know what's going on so that they understand. Let them know why you can't continue with that commitment that you made. I am big on follow through. Just like the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. If you commit to something, follow through with it. 
But if you're spread too thin right now, and you've already committed to just too much that you can't do because you're overambitious, or you haven't learned how to say no, then it needs to be handled with care. Now, after making those calls, you can think twice next time you're asked to do something and not commit to so much. This leads me to step 3B. You have a hard time saying no, you're constantly overcommitted, and yet you still take on more because people ask. Well, people will continue to ask you if you continue to say yes. Next time someone asks you to take on something else, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Ask if it's important to your family. Is this one thing important to somebody in your family, your child, your spouse, or even you? If it's important to them, then all right. Number two, will it take important time away from my family? If it does, then you shouldn't do it. Will it interfere with getting a crucial task completed? Then again, if it does, you probably shouldn't say yes. Ask yourself when you would have time to do this task. Ask, would I be able to do this with excellence? Because if you are just spread too thin, you're not going to be able to do everything with excellence. It's just impossible. So if you take on this new thing, will you be able to do it with excellence? This last question, if the answer is yes, it just negates all the other questions. Is this something that God wants me to do? So if this is something that God wants you to do, then don't even bother with the other questions. Say yes. He will provide the bandwidth for you. I have a lot that I'm currently doing. I have my business, my nonprofit. Oh my goodness, and this is tax season. So I still have to get all the update letters and tax forms out to the donors for our nonprofit from last year. I haven't even begun that, but it's it's getting time. I've got to do it. I have the kids, the home, the animals, my husband, then all the things I do for myself so that I can feel like me. I have a full plate. So whenever someone asks me to do something new, I go through these questions. I've served in the kids ministry at church for a long time at my old church. Then when we moved, I started doing check-in at our new church. I was asked by some of the leaders if I would like to be the team lead in Baby Bay, which is our nursery. Now, I don't have time to take on another big thing. There's no room left in my schedule, but the moment they asked, I had this tugging at my heart. I knew God wanted me to, so I said yes. I went to my first meeting, that was this past Saturday, and even though that was the day I felt the most worn down, most tired, the most spread thin, I followed what God had asked of me. I went and I felt recharged afterwards. It was amazing. And I also asked my husband for help, like I mentioned in the start of this episode. Even if I had needed to take Caleb with me, I still would have left feeling recharged and ready for that meeting because I was following God's lead. When he asks you to do something, he will provide the energy, the bandwidth, the time, and the necessary things to accomplish what he's asking you to do. What is it that you need to say no to? Or that you need to say yes to that God's asking you to do? Or what do you need to delegate? Is there something that God's asking you to do that you've been avoiding because you're already too spread thin? If you're so spread thin that there's no room for you to say yes to the call of God, you will be missing out on something amazing that he has in store for you just because you're so busy running around doing all these other things that he didn't ask you to do. So you say, okay, Jen, that's all well and good. I can start saying no, but right now I'm so spread thin and in such a big hole I can't climb out. I just keep crawling at the rocks and they keep falling down around me. How do you get out of this big hole? How do you climb out of the rubble? 
When you look at that paper with the highlights and the crossed out tasks, there may be a lot that are highlighted as things that only you can do, and it might feel overwhelming. Take it one step at a time. Instead of looking at the big picture, take little snippets of the picture. One puzzle piece at a time, and eventually the puzzle will be complete. When you're doing a puzzle, you have the box up so you can see the big picture, the final result, but in order to actually get the puzzle complete, you have to take one piece at a time. Pick up one puzzle piece, look at the intricacies of it, and find a piece that matches. Then you can move on to the next piece. It's the same in your busy life. Take one task at a time, and eventually you'll see the big, beautiful picture come together. Make sure you come join our community linked in the show notes. We can help you walk through the season with others going through the same thing. You aren't alone. You can ask questions, get support, and just build a community of support. I'll see you over there, and we will see you Wednesday. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.